crazy surreal to win your last race. Like I'm, I'm riding around. There's like probably four or five laps to go a minute left on the thing. And I knew I had, I was starting to pull away. I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Like I'm going to win my last race. So Episode 110, Tank Slapping Podcast. About a two-week break there. Big job, man. Big end of the season job. Went from the Volusia doubleheader season finale to Escape the Berg, which is a race I promoted up in Indiana. But it's Tuesday morning, recording the podcast. Had to nail this guy down. Sometimes he's a little tough to a busy man over there in Pensacola, Robbie Bobby. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, man. Um, I kind of missed being on the pod for a little while, but, um, but yeah, we both had a bunch of shit going on kind of right after the season, which is kind of weird. Cause normally I know how I am and you seem to be the same way. Like when the season's over, like don't even talk about racing with me for a little bit. And then like, here I am off to a freaking five day grand national championship road race event. And you promote an event the following weekend. So I guess we both kind of were stupid on that, but I had a good time. I hope you did too. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was probably not my best decision to do a <laughs> do an event at a location I've never been to the week after the season finale, the week after, you know, I'm contending for a championship, retiring, everything on my plate. And then it's like, all right, well, let's go up to Indiana and do this race. So, um, but overall, it was it was good. I'll touch upon that in a bit. I wanted to give a shout out to Mission Foods our title sponsor of the podcast. They keep us going. Organic corn tortilla shells, organic blue tortilla chips are my go-to. They have the zero carb uh, products they just came out with. Um, they were in attendance at the uh, the banquet, which is cool. Satish is a really funny guy. He was cool. He had a pretty pretty good speech there at the, at the banquet. We're really thankful for Mission Foods. They came out to Lawrenceburg. They gave out, oh my gosh, man, like 200 boxes of chips to all the all the amateur uh riders and families and the fans that came out to lawrenceburg so uh really stoked to have mission foods supporting the pod um what do you want to talk about first man there's a lot actually we uh like i said we did volusia we're going to talk about that doubleheader season finale we also got the schedule for next year tentative and we also have the red line rules, which is like the um, the rules before we get the rules, basically saying this is what we think we're going to do. It gives people time to bitch about it, <laughs> and then they make adjustments or whatever. But um, we generally speaking, like we kind of know what the rules are. Yeah, a little tease action. So I guess we'll – I think we'll talk about Volusia and the schedule on this pod. I think we'll save the rules for a different one because nothing really – crazy stood out there where i felt like we need to talk about um but so let's just stick to volusia and the schedule rob is that good yeah, on your end? yeah right. i thought it was good man i'm uh the volusia event was i mean it's a it's a typical volusia i mean it was <laughs> it was uh, a lot of bikes going really really fast in a circle kind of uh not a whole lot of passing but some really good passing when there was passing uh I thought the track was okay. I know I've seen some bitching on Facebook because, you know, all those guys have prepped multiple tracks perfectly every time 
But, uh, I mean, I, I rode a bull taco as fast as I probably could ever ride a bull taco and still got my ass kicked. And um, But with little suspension, I mean, it wasn't too bad. There was a little, like, a bump hump going into one and a little bit coming out of four. But, you know, I think my lap times were a little bit faster than me's. So I'm pretty good to say that the track uh, conditions were not, were not bad, man. It's a, it's a dirt track. They're not always going to be perfect, but uh, no dust really that, that I could tell. Um, program ran smooth, so I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give AFT a good solid B plus on the uh, the track, only because um, am I even going to A minus actually? Because really they had a hurricane, lots of water. You know the we could have easily been like, Hey guys, we're not fucking running this race. Cause we just had a hurricane, but they got it in. They knew they had to get it in no matter what. And they did it. So I'm gonna give them an a, what do yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that's the biggest thing is like, like I, I have a house down in Florida and everything around where I was in Daytona, it was still devastated from the hurricane. Like there's couches sitting in people's front yards and drywall and carpet. I mean, it was like, I've never seen anything like that two weeks after the fact. So Florida was, you know, the whole state got annihilated by this hurricane. And I was like stressing. I'm like, man, I, you know, I have a house in Florida. I was more worried about the track. I'm like, dude, I hope the track's good. I want to race like, uh, yeah. And leading up to Volusia in the spring, they actually changed the track surface a little bit. They put new dirt down. And for those that remember or might not know, the track was pretty shitty leading up to the spring race. Um, it was so bad. They actually canceled the car races because the track was so rough. Um, so they put new dirt down and then it's honestly really noticeable. Uh, this new clay, it's more sandy. It's, uh, it's like lighter in color and the grip is just not the same as the grip we used to have there, at least just from the weekend we just had. Um, it got some holes, like you mentioned, Rob, it was got a few holes in the turn one. I didn't think those were that bad, but the whole off turn four, and it wasn't really off turn four. It was kind of like on the straightaway and the way Volusia is, you kind of come off turn four and you point the bike toward the wall, um, to keep the wheels in line to carry that momentum. And then you drive that all the way up toward the wall. And then you swing back down in turn one, the hole was like, in that transition as you're going out toward the wall. So it was kind of, it was kind of annoying. It wasn't anything super sketchy, but you had to be aware of it. Obviously Meese did a pop a wheelie, um, unintentional pop a wheelie. And I had a couple moments as well, but, um, yeah, the track was good. You know, generally speaking, um, I thought it was a little better the second day. It's just not a great track to race on for the fans because it just doesn't have the passing Rob. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, Unfortunately, there's nothing that we can can really do um, as riders. There's nothing AFT can can do. I mean, I say there's nothing we can do. I mean, granted, we can choose as riders to make it run in a higher groove, but let's just be honest. There, nobody's gonna go out there and you know take one for the team, so to speak. Except maybe Merg. If if he was in a mood one day, he might just try and figure out a high line. But but uh, realistically, man, it's just one of them tracks to where it's. <sighs> And and for those listening, don't take this the wrong way. It's easy to go fast to Volusia because it's almost like road racing in a sense. Now it's not easy to win at Volusia, 
But what I mean by that is just that, you know, the, there's a fastest line around that track and it happens to be wherever the, the bottom ends up with the bikes. You know, nobody's, what, when was it? It was a couple of years ago, maybe that Briar and some of the guys like y'all were running super high evolution. It was badass to watch, but, um, you know, I, I'm just thankful that they got to have the race in period. You know, it's, uh, um, it's a, it's a good track. It's a, it's a good facility. It's everything about it is good. Just unfortunately, it doesn't always provide the best racing. Um, yeah, but it's a give and take, man. I mean, cause if, if you have a track that's rough as shit, but everybody's passing like, Oh man, that track was a big pile of shit. It was so rough. AFT know how to prep a track, whatever, whatever, whatever. Or, you know, we got a track that's relatively smooth, but also really, really fast. And I think the singles were separate. I think the, the top, like what, 50? were separated by just a like a blink of an eye yeah um and no, that, was that's good. what you're gonna have there man yeah no it yeah. was good though the weather but was the, good I, everything was yeah it went off without a can we talk without, about vandercool yet we can not talk about that yet i want to save that one for god we'll, we'll been get, waiting to talk about that forever <laughs> i know trust me me too um yeah we'll, we'll get into that the uh the super twins class uh, I want to shout out. We got a new sponsor on the pod, Rob, and uh, you you know him well. I know him well, also. It's James Raspoli. He is the racing realtor, the fastest realtor on two wheels. He's based out of Florida. He's crushing it right now with his realtor work. He can do anything in Florida. So if you're in Florida, you're looking for a house. If you're not in Florida, but you want to get a property to Airbnb, have a Florida rental, have a Florida house. He's your guy. His email is jamesraspoli43 at gmail.com. He specializes pretty much Daytona, Orlando, New Smyrna, DeLand area. But anything in Florida, he's your guy. Hit him up on his email, social media. He's easy to find. And he is the uh, racing realtor, Rob. James is crushing it. He does a lot of cool things. Uh, I love James. (laughs) He's so fun. As a matter of fact, he's so fun that if you don't want to email him, his personal number is 585 Three five six, one, one, eight, one eight one one. Dude, I wasn't gonna put the whole thing out. I was making a joke. <laughs> oh my well, god! Well, it, All right, folks, it. call up James. Whether you want to buy a house or not, call James. <laughs> Ring James. God, up. He's gonna kill me. He loved it. just 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 the <laughs> dude. Chat. We gave him his cell phone number too. Well, <laughs> he, he did it. He had it in here, and I, I wasn't gonna do it either. But yeah, fuck it. Call James up. He's your guy. Yep. So, uh, just tell but, him he did awesome on the KTM too. Just let him know. Let him hear from you, folks. After nine PM is best. Did you see his uh, his little stuff like his tips he does on Instagram? It's pretty good. His like rider tips. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything he does tough. is hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, he's, I remember back in the day too. People don't might not remember, but uh, just a funny throwback. But remember how hard he used to ride that freaking Aprilia like 550 thing? Like, DTX, bike? I think it was the Lloyd Brothers he rode for that. Yeah, but it was like a DTX production or basic twin back then, but it was a 550. And like, oh man, I just remember That's when those he was things sponsored were notoriously. By the, uh, he was sponsored by the condom company. You remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bravo. Yep, yep, yep. I think it was Bravo Condoms. Yeah, something like that. Handed out condoms at the James? race during opening pit or opening ceremonies. It's so weird how James is still like to me. He's still like a nineteen-year-old, but like he's actually a veteran. Like he's straight. He's like one of the most veteran veterans we have in racing, other than maybe JD Beach, because you know Rispoli has also raced damn near everything. 
Yeah, he might actually a... he might have surpassed JD because because if you throw in the baggers and stuff, of course baggers BSB. He's done a lot of stuff, yeah. So no, nah, and then like I said, he's crushing the reorder game. So hit him up for everything you need there. Uh, Want to talk about the singles class, Rob? Let's go for the first day. Um, Cody Cop, man, he finally like I didn't think he wanted to win races anymore. I'm like, bro, like you know, you can still win these races. Like you win a title, like it's still cool to win the race. So he finally, yeah, <laughs> finally, finally pulled through and he kicked their asses. Really, like he. He looked like the Cody who won, I think it was what, five races in a row. Uh, kid's amazing, man. He's a solid freaking rider and pulled out a win. I think he was on the back row. Um, maybe not. Maybe I'm shitting the bed on that. I, I don't think he was a favorite going into that main event after the semis to win. And he ended up winning by, man, it was probably close to two seconds he won. Yeah. Yeah, you know, almost almost two seconds, I think. Yeah, he 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 did what Cody does, man. Um, which is weird. I'm not sure what his deal was the last like few races. I mean, I'm I, nobody's gonna be able to speculate accurately, but you know, it seemed like when he wrecked kind of in Castle Rock, I don't think he got hurt or anything, but I think that maybe mentally he was like, all right, you know what, I don't want to throw this whole thing away. But I fully expected him now that it, that the um you know the number one plate was his. I expected him to you know come out swinging at Volusia again because the pressure's off like and that's when these kids ride the best is when they're not under pressure and just having a good time not and, only um, the kids you know, but everybody kind of rides better when the pressure's off and no matter who you are no matter if you're great under pressure or not you definitely ride more um more loose when you're not battling for yeah. a championship like whenever you have for that sure. on the line you you tense up a little bit so cool to see Cody get the win Trent Lowe Grabbed another podium. This guy's due for a win uh, at some point. He is. Seven or eight podiums. Uh, solid solid second, Rob, for Trent. Yeah, he's going to get one soon, man. I mean, it, it's. I know he's frustrated. Nobody's probably more frustrated than him. But the cool thing is, that, like, he's grinding and he's there every week. Like, yeah, he hasn't tapped on the top step. But, man, he's he's had his own boot prints in those other two steps several times. So it's just a matter of time at that point. I mean, you know, same thing when Coast got his, you know, they were both right there. But just uh, got to get that monkey off his back. But it'll happen, man. He's a good kid, good family, good rider. And uh, um, I, I certainly predict uh, 23 will be his, his first year winning. An well, that race. was a dicey race, too. Like, I don't know if you remember, but Bruner actually passed Trent, um, caught Trent, passed him, pulled away for a little bit. Trent caught him passed him back and then Dalton actually snuck in there and grabbed the last podium spot. Um, yeah. And then obviously yep. looking down the list, Bruner, Whale, Sathoff, Mishler, James Ott, Brandon Kitchen, Taryn Santero, uh, solid top 10. So that was the first day, Rob. And then going into the, there wasn't big headlines really in the singles. The championship was already decided. It was kind of go out and, and just another race for these boys. Um, and the next day Dalton pulled through and, I didn't actually, I don't know if I watched, I don't think I got to watch this race, Rob. I think I was Man, back back in my pit, but um, I'll I let you kind of go know. over. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, I, I'm not privy to say just everything, but man, Dalton had, uh, Dalton woke up with a different mentality on, on Saturday. And I don't know what, what, what went going on or, or what, but man, at the first round of practice and qualifying, I was like, man, you can tell, Corey, you've been around him long enough to know, like, Typical 
he's kind of your stereotypical car track rider anyway. Um, and kind of like Cool Beth used to be back in the day, you know that, all right, Cool Beth's here to fuck everybody up today. And that's kind of how I felt with Dalton and um, watching him on, on, on Saturday. And then, man, you guys need to go back and watch the semi with Dalton in it. He made some disgustingly amazing passes. I did see passes. the semi. I did see the Dude, semi. Yeah, that was... He, I think he went from like fourth to first in the semi and then in the main, you know, to... to I mean, it's saying something. You know, Morgan and Cody riding amazingly well. Um, so was Chase. But me yeah, Dalton just had something else, uh, something else this past weekend. And uh, it was good to see, man. I always like to see my guy on the podium. Um, unfortunately, my other guy I was working with, the Coast, we had some struggles from the get-go. Uh, we blew up an A bike, which is a bummer because it put us on the back back foot all weekend trying to get comfortable on the B bike, which, you know, it, they're they're never the same anyway. But um, the B bike definitely didn't have the engine that the A bike did prior to grenading. But uh, but uh, another top five for Max James Ott, man, he's he's like the silent dude that has been putting in the good results, man. Top tens, and uh, he was just outside the top five again. Uh, Trevor struggled a little bit, and so did Trent. What did Trent say on on Saturday, man? I mean, to podium and then go to eighth. He must have maybe tired. I mean, you look at think? the. I don't know. You look at the. Trent knows not the kind of he don't come up to me and give me any sort of excuse. Anytime he tries to make a some sort of excuse other than you know what he can do better, we you know I kind of I I direct. I mean, it's just kind of one of the things. I'm sure the bike. I mean, if there's some, there, your bike's not always going to be perfect, and sometimes you 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 do make bad setup decisions. But I I put a lot of a uh, accountability on Trent, so I don't even know if we had that conversation. But if you look at the list above him i mean you have bruner james ott maxwell Sathoff. i mean this class is stacked so you can you can be off a little bit and you can go from first to 10th i mean chad got 10 so there's no room for error you got to do your job every race get good starts qualify well then i don't know if trent i honestly don't remember if he had a bad semi which puts you in a bad spot for the main um yeah you just got to you got to show up and be ready from the start of the day. Um, otherwise it's yep. hard to come from behind, especially on these singles. Cause all of them are so evenly matched the bikes and the equipment. It's, it's hard to just make up time. I think more so on a single. Um, that's why you see pack racing in, um, in the singles class more than you do on the twins. And obviously the, the lower CC bikes, you know, you see more pack racing and road racing and, um, everything else too. So, yeah, I mean, you can, uh, can be off a little bit and your second goes to an eighth but um yeah rue sevens ninth chad tenth so singles class was good i don't think there was anything trying to think of anything else crazy from the singles mains um from those days nothing really that stands out um stands out for me rob i don't think any anything crazy Uh, i think that's probably good on the singles yeah they and they had a good season. Obviously, Cody won the title. Um, Dalton actually with that. Did he go to second in points with that win? Yeah, he did. He I moved. He, he moved. Up. Man, it was so. Man, the last like three races, the second through I think fourth or fifth place standings was like nonstop revolving. Um, and you know, I mean, and obviously we wanted when I was working with Dalton, we wanted to be you know first all the time. But at the same time. You know, I think we were in fifth at one point, and of course Max got hurt, so Max dropped down to fifth, and Trent was up in the mix, and I think he had a a bad race in there somewhere. But Morgan was second pretty much the whole year, and then and then 
Bruner jumped up into second and moved Morgan and Dalton back down. It, it's just crazy, man. If you go and look at the – I like to look at stats just like you do. Actually, I probably got that interest from you. But um, it's really cool to see, like, the standings on second through fifth fluctuate, you know, because Cody has been pretty much in control of the championship even before halfway through, I believe. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so Cody, Dalton, Merg, top three in the championship. And then – uh. But it was so close. Two fifty five, two fifty, and two forty nine, and two thirty four. Top wow. five points. Yeah, that's, that was cool to follow. Cool. I mean, there we'll talk about more at, for next season. Obviously, we have months to chat. But that next season in the singles class is is going to be insane. But um, before we move into production twins, I want to give a shout out to Bell um, Bell Power Sports and Bell Helmets. Check out their line of products on their website at bellhelmets.com. Many of us, including myself, wear the Race Star Flex. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Uh, moving into the production twins, Rob. Uh, obviously, this is my class. And going into Volusia, um, you know, it was the outlook was still very challenging for me. I had to go in there and I had to essentially win both races. But um, Volusia is a track that I've done. I've done really well in the past. So I realistically thought like knew I had a really good shot at this. Like I was feeling confident, feeling good, Uh, you know, looking at the uh, lineup for this, for these two races, I think it was the most stacked the production twins class has been in four years um, looking down the list of riders. So um, just picking random guys out here, you have, you know, Billy Ross, who's won a production twins race this year. Ryan Wells is a former, um, single champion. champion Cameron Smith does what Cameron does. You have James Raspoli, who's a production twins champion. Uh, Nick Armstrong, who's won races on a single production twin. Johnny Lewis won races on GNC Everything. production twins, Horizon <laughs> Award. Yeah, Cole Zabala, podium guy in multiple classes. Mikey Rush won has won races at every single class. Colby Carlisle, he's a singles champion. Dan Bromley, who's a singles champion. Myself. And then you have Jesse Janish, who is uh, a newly crowned production twins champion. So uh, then you have even like Jeffrey Lowry, you know, he's won the horizon award, Jordan Harris and Michael Hill. I mean, it's, it was a stacked, really stacked production twins class. So same went, same thing with the singles. If you were a little off um, and for me all day, the first day, like I just couldn't find any speed. Um, I was seventh or eighth all day long in qualifying. I just couldn't get going Rob. And, um, yeah, it worked out where uh, Janice pulled the win off. Rob, thoughts on that? Yeah, man, he he did what he had to do, man. Uh, the whole the whole team, you could just see them when they got there and got unloaded out of the truck and everything. Like they were there, and 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 not that you weren't there to to do your job either, but you know, it just seemed like Jesse had uh, maybe just a little bit extra, um, whatever that case may be. That's that's not for me to say because I don't know. Um, I could tell you were struggling for a little while. Um, I don't really know why. To me, it seemed like, you know, it's just, I, I, just, just a click off, you know, whatever it may be, whether it was suspension, tire, gearing, whatever. Um, but uh, Janice, Janish rode a, another amazingly good race, um, not to shadow his championship or anything, but I was really excited to see uh, Colby on the podium. You know, we, we've talked about his injuries in the past, and I really do hope that we see him next year um, in the, the supposed newly combined two championship class twins class and uh same with Bromley man Bromley kept Jesse honest the whole race I was like kind of wondering if some fireworks were going to go down and then 
you know, hats off to Bromley on the podium. I did hear him say something like, you know, he didn't want to affect the championship. He was not going to make a um, a risky pass, which, you know, I can respect that. I mean, on one hand, you're like, man, go for the win always. But on the other hand, he's been in a championship fight before. He's won a championship. And if somebody that, you know, Bromley is not in the championship hunt, but if he went in there and, you know, pulled a slide job on Jesse and forced Jesse up into the marbles and all of a sudden Jesse wrecked, you know, there'd be some 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 bad eyebrows looking around, you know, but uh, Bromley lost by point zero eight of a second. So, um, but for Jesse to still win is doing something. So he went out there with something to prove the first night, and um, and I think what did it? What were the? What was the scenario the second day? Obviously, you had to win, but he just had to get like what fifteenth or better or something like that. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the second day, like for me, the first day, like sixth was all I had. I mean, I I I rode my ass off to get sixth, and. Uh, you know, Shana and a couple other of my friends, they came up to me during the red flag and they're like, you got to dig, you got to go. I'm like, man, I'm, I am like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping off the bike a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm riding this thing. I just don't have any speed to, to get around anybody. Um, and we, you know, it was really hard to pass. It was single file and I was there on the restart. We were kind of nose to tail, the six of us. And, um, took a couple chances there to try and, you know, make some time up and I lost the the pack a little bit, but that was all I had. <laughs> so we made changes. It was changes. It wasn't for lack of effort. Fucking flat track is tough, man. It's a tough sport and you can just be a little off and, and you just, it just didn't happen. So, um, but regardless of that going into and hats off to Jesse, man, like that's not, he wasn't, I know going into Volusia, I don't know if you would want to admit it or not. I know he's, it wasn't like he wasn't stoked to go to Volusia as a double header. I don't think um, it's not really his, he would have preferred obviously something like a Peoria, but for him to go there and get the job done, just go there and, and do what he had to do. That's uh it says a lot about what he was able to accomplish and, and the team as well. Like they've, they've come a long way that Vance and Hines team, man, that bike was dialed in all year. They had a couple of mechanicals, but I mean, that, that happens, but generally speaking, they've made big strides with that bike. But anyway, going into the second day, uh, my mindset didn't change. It's like, well, let's just try and win the race. So um, as the day went on, we did make a really big adjustment on our suspension Um that we've never done in four years we just took a gamble it's like well i wasn't really close yesterday so let's try something um that we've never tried there before and the bike was sick it was so much better so uh hindsight it would have been cool to to know that and we don't really have testing budgets so like we've only tested one time in four years uh we don't we don't we can't really afford to test our bikes just to wear and tear the motor and we're a small team. So it would be nice to have some more testing days throughout the year to try things, but yeah, made that adjustment and I, I felt really good. I went out and won the semi. And again, I knew the main event would be tough. Um, Johnny was dicey. Like Johnny Lou, did you see Johnny and uh, Jesse yeah. in the semi? <laughs> yeah. He's always dicey. Yeah. It, it, dude. It's like, he's uh, riding a, a, a four wheeler and, and uh, everybody else is on a bike. He's just, and it's respect to him. Like that guy does, he is not going to let you pass him. He doesn't care if you're faster, what kind of, you know, championship implications are going on. He was there to, he was there to compete. And that's, you, you just, I've learned to appreciate that from Johnny, man. It's, it's what you get with him and one is semi and uh, on the start, 
I picked second off on the start. It was a last minute decision. I was going to pick the bottom, but the dirt, it looked a little dry on the bottom. So I picked second off and I'm thankful. I finally figured out my starts again. My starts were kind of shit for a few races there, but got the star. Johnny was under me and I was terrified going into turn one. Like if Johnny <laughs> got, if he got in front of me, I was like, no. Um, so I, I just nipped the star and I was able to cruise, uh, I heard Bromley back there. I took a peek and, um, and I saw he was there about 10 laps in and I just like, I'm like, no, sir. So I, um, kicked her up a bit and, uh, yeah, we brought home the win. It was crazy surreal to win your last race. Like I'm, I'm riding around. There's like probably four or five laps to go a minute left on the thing. And I knew I had, I was starting to pull away. I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Like I'm going to win my last race. So um, got to give my mom the victory lap and yeah, we didn't win the title, man. It's, it stings. I, I thought we had a really good shot at it. We put the work in, but, um, honestly, like Jesse, he's been the, like, I've had some rot, like, you know, and that's actually funny. Like the main event list I'm looking here, I've pretty much all my rivals that I've had in this production twins class since day one, were all there. I mean, Raspoli was there who I battled with in 20 Colby was there, uh, Bromley who we've, you know, I've had some battles with Bromley and then Janish they were all there it was it was cool it was stacked and uh yeah it felt good to to get the win but um yeah Jesse's been great to battle with and I'm legit like happy for him um I would have preferred to win obviously but um it was really cool to see that enjoyment for him um we're about the same age I'm two two days older than Jesse um he's two days younger than me and we, we talk quite a bit and yeah, I'm just, it's cool to see that enjoyment from, from him. He's worked really hard. Um, and I, I, I couldn't have said that about Jesse five, six years ago, like, but being around him all winter and seeing the work he put in and, um, I got a lot of respect for people that work hard and, and that was definitely, definitely obvious and, and cool to see and cool for Vance and Hines to, uh, you know, they've, they've been working hard for years, as you know, Rob, and it was cool to see them get a championship. It was bittersweet, but, uh, yeah, it was a good, it, it worked out the yeah. way it's supposed to, I think. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, huge hats off to them. I mean, we, that's, that's another team that nobody's really heard from for next year. Like, uh, I really hope that they come out swinging. I don't know. Uh, you know, if, do you know, maybe does Jesse have a ride for next year? I mean, it would really suck to have that number one plate just hanging on the garage and not be out there, but, um, I, I, man, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see them out there. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I, I same. Like, I would think after, I think they were probably waiting on the rules package as per everybody. But yeah, I mean, if if they're not out there, Janish deserves to be out there. I think he did enough this year to prove prove that he's. Uh, I mean, even lining up in the Super Twins classes and you know working his way up to sixth, seventh from the fourth row. I don't think that should be overlooked either. So. Um, the dude can ride, man. He can ride. He's generally like, you know, from a dirt bike in the woods, moto road racing, he's one of the most well-rounded riders we have. And, uh, he kind of plays it off. He, you know, he, <laughs> he shrugs it off a lot, but fucking guy can ride. So, um, yeah, hats yeah, off, yeah, hats sure. off to him. And, uh, Bromley again, podium, uh, the dude can ride a motorcycle. He's, he's really consistent. He's crafty. And, uh, you know, he had eight podiums this year. So, Cool for him, eight podiums. Uh, that's that's a great season. And then uh, Zabala, Zabala squeaked up in there and and got another podium. So 
uh, two of the Memphis Shades guys on the podium. But yeah, man, it was good. It was a really cool experience for me. It was like, I'll never forget having all my friends and family coming out on the backstretch to, uh, to just like, give me a hug. And that was just, that's what it's all about, man. That was it, you know, going back and watching the video Amber took of everybody running out. It's just like, I don't know. I I can't put in the words. It was really cool to, to experience that. So, um, yeah, but, um, going to, uh, super twins, Rob, Thoughts on yeah. uh, on Super Twins? Let's start with the first day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound unenthusiastic, but I envisioned Jared doing what Jared does, um, and he absolutely did it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it other than just talk about how awesome and excited I am for Vanderbooger, man. That was so cool. Uh, got his first win. Um, you know, Mies and Briar second, third, you know, blah, blah, yawn, yawn, you know, but Vandercoy, man, the dude, uh, oh, he just loves riding. He's just a good guy. And man, it's so cool to see somebody get their actual first, first, you know, it's, mm. I'm not tearing up or anything. I'm just excited for him, man. So, yeah, we'll just talk about Vandercoy this whole entire time because he got the triple crown done. He beat Jared, Breyer, JD, B-Rob, everybody straight up. You know, it wasn't like it was given to him. He's one of the bigger dudes in the class, like dimensionally, not not height. But uh, he's just a, a thick boy. He's a, he's a slim, thick white boy. And uh, Ginger – and he's not he doesn't even know what he's doing next year like he he's talking about getting a real job i'm like homie you just won volusia you won the triple crown uh he needs to be on a bike like he needs to you know um he needs to be out there it'll so, it'll work out i, th- yeah, I, I think it'll so. work out once we get these rules finalized man we just need these rules finalized and um i think it'll work out cuz you know there's there's people out there with bikes I know, just sitting, kind of waiting. Um, not sure what brands he could he could choose from, but I, I think he'll be racing, man. I mean, it, it's going to be a bummer if he's not. But I'm not even going to. We're not even going to talk about being bummed out yet till that bridge gets here, because I'm confident he'll have a ride. Yeah, oh, I shit. mean, I, <laughs> I told him I wish he'd run singles, man, but uh, he's like, I'm too big for that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, like the championship was kind of it wasn't decided, but it was kind of, you kind of knew going into this weekend, um, just with the consistency of Jared, he would have had really to shit the bed for it to, to not go his way. And he, Jared's solid at Volusia Rob. So the next day B Rob, B Rob gets the win. And it was kind of cool, man, actually like the second day, Dalton, myself and Brandon, we won the main events and we're all district six Pennsylvania riders. And, Bromley got a second. He's a District Six guy, and um, you want to hear yeah. something funny? That was just cool. Uh, so sure. there's an, wait, there's an argument to that. You're talking about District Six, this and that, but if you think about it, Florida is what turned you guys all into winners. You didn't start winning your championship until you started coming to train in Florida. B Rob won a lot more races after he has been living and training in Florida, and Dalton moved to Florida, won a championship, won production, won singles championship. You know, so I think the bigger key here is Corey, you District Six boys, for getting the hell out of 
shitty PA and coming down to awesome Florida is what's making your championships. So if we're going to be honest, dude, I'm a, I'm a big Florida advocate. I don't say that so much because I don't want all these assholes moving down to Florida. Um, too many people, but yeah, don't be bringing that Biden shit down here. I love, (laughs) I love Florida, man. It's, uh, it's the free, the freedom state, man. There's the, I just tell people all the time, man, I, I would live in Florida year round if uh if my friends and family from pa would all if we all wanted to, if they all agreed to move down to florida i wouldn't come back to pa i mean pennsylvania is pretty rad in the summer but florida's a vibe for sure no that's funny yeah i, I knew you were going with that as soon as you started saying it um before we get into the second day i want to give a shout out to indian motorcycle gary gray the whole crew over there that supports our podcast since 1901 indian motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules Big supporters of American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan Racing, and much more. Go find a local dealership, test ride a bike, hell, buy a couple of them, ride them home. They have a great lineup, the Scout, the Chief, the Challenger, the FTR, uh, what they do for the sport for so long, it's, it's, it's appreciated. And as Gary said at the banquet, the amount of contingency that Indian Motorcycle has paid, it's been double or triple of every other brand combined, which is crazy because they're only in the, the super twins class. So um, it's really, really underrated and really cool. What, what any motorcycle has done for uh, the sport of flat track, but yeah, I mean, B Rob got the win and then uh, Briar, Briar reeled him in. He didn't really have much there at the end. I don't know if he smoked the tire or whatever, but um, Brandon's one of the smoothest guys you'll ever race with. And he just doesn't make mistakes. So if Brandon gets out front because his starts are usually shit. No offense, B Rob. He gets his starts are not not good. If he finds a way to the front, it's very rare he gets passed. So um yeah, Briar with the second. And then who ended up third that second day, Rob? I don't have the results in Meese. front of me. Meese got Meese. third. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Meese. Um, another title. It it was looking that way. You know, it, it looked promising for him, I think, for a few months now. I know it got close, but He's been the most consistent guy. It's kind of crazy though, Rob. He only won three races this year. Um, I didn't even, when they were talking about the banquet, I was like, really? He only got three? I mean, usually he wins. He's had seasons where he's won 10 races. So um, three wins is still a good season. Obviously the championship's the main goal, but um, yeah, I mean, Jared, like I said, he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do him people, the older crowd, they can argue, you know, well, back in the day, you know, we had to, they had to race a lot more people and yeah, it's different, but the, the talent and the athletic ability of these top riders, JD, Briar, Brandon, Jared, um, it's, they're built different, man. It's, it's just not the same. Like you, if I would love to see a prime Parker, a prime car line up against a prime Meese and a prime Briar, and just go at it. I mean, these guys, they're as good on the last lap as they are the first lap. It's not even close when it comes to to that. And I just, I hate to see people take away from the credibility of the riders we have out there today. Oh, for sure, man. Like I've said it numerous times. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying Jared would have won eight championships against Parker or Dick Mann or Mert Lawwell or whoever we want to pick, Kenny Roberts. But if you think for a second, that Jared's mentality or Briar's mentality or JD Beach's mentality or B Rob, like if they were alive in the sixties, they would still be up front. Like Jared could have and would have probably won on an old iron XR or a triumph or a BSA or Yamaha twin, like old Yamaha twin. 
you know, it's just silly to think that like, oh, they were so much better back then when, when it's a generational thing, man. Like I can say right now that I'm pretty damn confident that Jordan would make LeBron his bitch, but we will never know. So we can just speculate. I mean, it's just, it's just funny to think about it like that, but you know, and then there's old dudes who are like, oh man, they got nothing on Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. It's like, wait, what? You know, but we weren't alive back then, so we didn't know how it was. But at the same time, man, like you just got to respect that on, on this year, this guy was the best dude, and Jared's had that several times. But don't want to take away from JD Beats because JD still has the most wins this season, which is pretty cool. But I like the fact that one, two, three, four, five, five, the top five dudes had two wins or more. Uh, that's pretty good. I wonder, wonder what the singles class shows. Just out of curiosity here. Two, yeah, three. I mean, yeah, four, four guys in the singles class had more two wins or more, but uh, but obviously Cody and, stood out with seven. And talking about JD, um, want to give a shout out to Yamaha for for sponsoring our podcast. Check out their website, YamahaMotorsports.com. Motorcycle ATV. Side by side, snowmobile and power products. Speaking of JD, you know he he had a mechanical there in the Super Twins main. He he might have won that season finale race himself. But I want to give a shout out to his teammate as well, Dallas Daniels. He had one of the best rookie seasons I've ever seen. Um, it might have by stats been the best rookie season, but I think people are forgetting how young Dallas is and and those Essence and guys. They've taken a lot of shit this year with the rule changes and people kind of taking away from their talent because of those rule changes. And they still rode the motorcycle. I mean, the, the you can't ever argue the talent of Dallas and JD. So I just want to give Dallas and JD a shout out. Um, I know it's hard. It was a tough season for them. They don't, they're not involved in that noise. They just want to race. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the team owners and and this the series that kind of that's on them the rules stuff. The riders they just want to go out and race, and it, it it's probably a pain in the ass to to hear that constantly or read shit. And um, they went out and did their job week in and week out. And yeah, Dallas had a a phenomenal phenomenal year, and he's gonna be tough for for a long time. Um, over the weekend at the Escape the Bird race, like Dallas showed up, he was a little off all day, and yeah, I think he was on the back row even, and he ended up winning the first 450 main. Like the kid finds way to win. He finds a way to win mm-hmm. and be competitive. So, um, yeah. So overall, good season, Rob. I'm sure we'll talk more about the season and episodes to come. Um, talk about some silly season stuff, et cetera. But I'm looking forward to talking about the rules. The rules. Yeah, I'm excited. we'll do that next week. We'll talk about the rules a little bit next week. But I wanted to get into the schedule um there's a tentative schedule they released at the banquet there's some pretty interesting new races pretty uh you know bummed that there's some that are going away that i thought would be good to have back um so let's get into the schedule uh dunlop motorcycle tires Thank I want to thank them quick before we get into that. They they do so much for the sport. They have a new three year deal with American Flat Track, nineteen inch and seventeen inch tires. They donated like thirty five tires to the um, to my race over the weekend, and uh, just doing a lot to help the sport, help grow the sport. Um, Rob, I'll let you get into the schedule. Anything that stands out um, for you? Any questions or anything we can chat about there? 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to work my way down the list, and then you work your way down the list, and then I think that would be best. I'll, I'm not going to ramble on like I usually do. I'll try my best not to. But uh, So the first two are at Daytona, which I'm really excited about because I'm assuming it's going to be the Daytona short track, which I personally love. Uh, but whether or not it's Daytona short track, whether or not it's Volusia or – I mean, I'm I'm not against it, but I doubt it'll happen. I I actually love the Daytona asphalt TT part, um, but we can pretty much assure ourselves that's not going to happen because I think this is the same weekend as Supercross. If so, then that is a huge, huge, huge A plus effort for AFT if they can get the short track because there's yeah, Volusia is just you know 30 minutes down the road, but let's be real, like dudes aren't going to finish Supercross that night and go over there and watch you know, they're not going to drive to Volusia. So hopefully it's at the short track. I've heard it's the short it's track. The yeah, I've heard it's a short track. I heard they were going to, they want to put in a new track. I've heard more, um, a bigger clay-based track. They want to replace that track, which I don't like that idea. I really like that short track. I think it's got a really cool, nostalgic feel to it with the dirt, like the moon dirt, whatever. Um, but yep, I've heard yep. they're doing two at the short track. Uh, which fucking bums me out because if there was one race on a, on the schedule that I would want to come back and race, it was the Daytona short track. And uh, just that's not going to happen for, for me to, to start off the year. But that's going to be tough. You only retired from production twins. I mean, there's nothing illegal about you coming back in singles or okay. in super twins now. So. No, nah, um, yeah. yeah. I'll spectate it. No, but yeah, that'll be cool. I, I like loopholes, man. I'm gonna be your attorney. I got your attorney <laughs> with loopholes. Well, there's nothing legally binding about it. It's just like doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Well, that'll be cool. Um, and, um, I'm really like, excited about round about three. Sonoya? Yeah, that's your yep. uh, that's your baby, right? You've been you've been yep. doing events there for a while. Yep. So, what can fans expect for Sonoya? I've never been there. So I've been pushing for a Sonoya National for a while now. Um, and I, I'm not sure how much help he's been as well. I know he's been pushing hard too, but uh, Mike Turner has kind of helped me, I guess, maybe pressure Gene and Cam and the powers that be to give this, this track a shot. Because originally when I first went there a few years back, it was an amazing track, but the facilities left some stuff to be desired. And I believe AFT went and checked it out back when we were running Woodstock and probably came to the same conclusion. Well, a good friend of mine who happens to be a late model car racer and the Pollard family, Bubba Pollard, go follow him. He's a super good country boy, but he's like the Jared Mees of late model car racing. Anyway, his family bought the track and they had put, since the next race when they bought the track, there was over a million dollars in um, upgrades to it. And now it's over $2 million in upgrades they've done to this whole facility. Um, so the track itself is also very unique. It's a, it's a mined clay that they mine out of like a, uh, some sort of mine or whatever. Anyway, the, the the dirt is not like anything you've probably ridden before in the sense to where it kind of slicks off. But the few races we've had, you've been able to work the up to the top all the way down to the bottom, ride anywhere you want to go. Um, so I'm really expecting a really good race in there. Uh, cool facility right there, right there south of Atlanta. So it should be a good, uh, a good, Hopefully, customer base, a good uh, corporate base. You know, Yamaha's based in Atlanta now. I know Triumph's based in Atlanta. Um, you know, Mike Turner's team. Uh, Mike Turner is from the Atlanta area, so um, you know, just just a good good event. I'm hoping um, that it'll uh, it'll turn into something um, long term. 
Then we go to Arizona, and I've heard a couple different things there. I don't know what venue they're thinking about. I know we were hoping, and I say we, it could just be me by myself, but I'd love to see it go back to the Wild Horse Pass TT. Um, that was a humongous like road course up and down TT mixed with, man, I don't know, like a hard-packed outdoor motocross. Like It was just really cool on every level. I, I had, other than the heat, I remember it being pretty hot, but um, Arizona is going to be uh, a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see, um, even, I think we raced at a, at a mile maybe back in 2015 or 14. Do you remember Corey? Um, Joe well, Cop won on the Ducati there. Yeah, that was uh Prescott. I think it was called Prescott. Um, yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. That was kind of a shithole, um, turf paradise, which was actually my first GNC podium. That was a shithole. Um, you know, those mile tracks in Arizona with the weather at that time of the year, they're just not great. So I'm I'm hoping, and I, I heard it might be the TT as well. Um, it's kind of weird. They don't have, like, how do you not know where you're going? Like, but you have something on there. So Well, so um, one other quick thing I've heard about that, and, and it's this is just a rumor mill, but I've heard that the Indians or whoever is shutting down that whole park after the next so there's some other big motorsports event there so i'm thinking this date is is gonna fall in line with getting in before they shut the whole place down so mr tim essence if you're listening please make it happen i mean we all love arizona but i know that's in your backyard but um i know a lot of people would love to go back there so um, yeah that looked like a good facility and a good track like the other racetracks we've done in Arizona, they have been great. I mean, Tucson, I've raced there, and that was, like, decent. But um, that Arizona Super TT, that was, like, a really solid racetrack and event for uh, for Arizona. Um, and going into the next race, I want to give a shout-out to Jerry Stinchfield. This is in his backyard. He's a big supporter of the podcast, big supporter of the sport. You won't find a more passionate guy out there than Jerry. Um, if you need a commercial or industrial roof, Jerry's your guy, nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website, commercial roofsystems.net. We're headed to his backyard. It's not, it's a little bit farther away, maybe than Texas Motor Speedway, but we're uh, back at the Devil's Bowl. Um, <laughs> I mean, Texas, like, um, uh, Motor Speedway, that wasn't a great racetrack for whatever reason. And then remember like a couple months after they like did like a, I don't even know what it was, but they did like a science experiment on the samples. dirt. Yeah. And it yeah. was like unsafe. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's unsafe. Like to breathe or what? Like, <laughs> like I didn't know what that meant when that, when that came out about the Texas motor speedway dirt, but whatever that meant, we're back at devil's bowl. We raced there covid year we had the double header and 20 um the track was cool it, the turn four wall is kind of sketchy you, you come off turn four and it, you really come up quick on that wall so hopefully they can figure something out there because i know a couple riders actually banged off that wall i think b-rod broke his foot um but it's a cool racetrack like uh, i think there's potential there i remember the crowd being pretty solid definitely better than what we had at texas motor speedway so I think it's important for us to be in Texas, but looking at the schedule, Rob, this is one where it could be rain, um, April, end of April in Texas. That's, you know, otherwise the schedule looks like they've, they've 
have much better planning here um, on the schedule, but that one could be, that one could be something to put on your weather, your weather app. Um, yeah. Anything on Texas or uh, devil's bowl before we go to the next? Not, not really. I mean, it is, it is what it is. We've been there before. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see that it's not Texas motor speedway, which is sad because it's like everything about Texas motor speedway was amazing except for the fucking track, you know, beautiful, nice, big ass bleachers, like, concrete pits like humongous nascar track next door but like fuck just a shithole of a track and i guess like with the dirt maybe it just had so much chemicals in it from car tires or whatever i don't know what man but yeah they they did some sample the dirt is unhealthy <laughs> yeah what it's like i thought all dirt was dead anyway but regardless um <laughs> devil's bowl i'm excited to go back there um i like texas uh, i want no both, problem there i won both uh both times we've been there in the production class, Texas, but, um, yeah, yeah but it's I, still one of them races where you're like, shit, I'm glad to get out of there with some points. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's boring racing for the fans. I thought devil's bowl was, uh, I think it's a better racetrack. So moving on to Ventura, which this one kind of bums me out too. I, I wish it was on the schedule this year, just a, a little Ventura short track, Southern California. I would have loved to, uh, to race out there. I love racing in Southern California. So, uh, everybody racing next year, man, this is, this, this one's going to be cool. I think it's a true short track in terms of it's not Cedar Lake. It's um, it should be really cool. So Southern California in May, that's where we need to be in May, somewhere where there's no rain really. Um, so Ventura Rob, and then we go to Sac mile the next weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about uh, Ventura. Um, isn't that the place where they always have used to be like uh, the old school, like original hooligans races, like number plate? That was on Costa Mesa. That was Costa Mesa. Oh, okay. Well, still Ventura. I've been looking at pictures and stuff, and I mean, well, have they had motorcycle races? I see it's like a mini sprint midget style track. So that's that's a the real short track. I'm thinking like a quarter mile. Is Kale Kale Colkman is from Ventura, and he's probably has more laps there than everybody combined um so we'll have to get well, some insight from kale maybe we'll have kale in the pod maybe good colkman pod would be yeah pretty good. yeah let's talk about ventura so uh and then we go to sacramento which is um i mean i've never been in love with that place i know a lot of people love it and it's california um you know they had some troubles this year um looks like the date's been moved a little bit so maybe uh maybe a little bit friendlier with the weather i'm not i'm not sure um i know I mean, I don't know for this year, but I know um, SDI, Steve, has been uh, promoting the past. He, he's very passionate about it, and I promise you, you know, the guys that were complaining about the track, you know, nobody was more upset than he was. So I'm sure they'll be getting to work and uh, coming up with a solution either way because uh, it's a good track, and, and California needs more than just one race anyway. So I think the double out there, you know, because I think everybody's going to obviously stay, um, it will be good. So I'm, I'm hoping for good things for SAC. Um yeah. Then we moved yeah. back Red Mile. to yeah. uh, Red, Red Mile. Mile. So I'm happy about that. I uh, I was it was cool last year. Uh, they did the double header, but I see why they went back to a single because they promoted it well. But just being realistic, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, I went the first day. I don't need to go back for the second day. You know, and and you're never gonna have the turnout. Maybe like at Springfield or like if Lima had a double header, you'd probably have you know still standing room only, but. Red Mile, good to see it back. It was a really good track this year. Uh, um, I thought it. Uh, I thought it was was a great track. Yeah, um, Red Virginia? Mile's good. Red Mile's good. So it's cool to have that on. And yeah, Virginia, Rob, another one. 
very broad Virginia half mile. Um, well, I'm what? hearing rumors that, that Hacker and Nickens are going to be involved. So, you know, that alone gives me excitement because those guys can certainly promote a race um, and they can definitely draw a crowd. So, have you heard? I mean, the only rumblings uh, I've heard this year is, is Saluda. And I don't know. If, yeah, that's, that's okay. the only one I've heard, too. I don't know what tracks are in there besides Capital City because back when Virginia was in its heyday was prior to me racing a lot. So, I had never raced in Virginia before until I went to one of Hacker's races, so I don't know what's even there. You know, I know um, – well, no, that's West Virginia. Wasn't that Mineral Wells or something? That was West Virginia. Mineral so Wells right. was – yeah, that was West Virginia. Uh, yeah, and that track, I, I've, I've raced there. I've raced Saluda, too, actually. I rode Saluda in 2007, and that place was sick. Like, I, I really liked – I've heard good things. Uh, Saluda, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I keep getting it mixed up with Sedalia. I'm like, I thought that was in Missouri, but I, I just I caught it Volusia. <laughs> uh yes saluda so if, the, if that's where we're going um that'll be really cool and it's cool to have like more like races on the east coast virginia that's a demographic we the pro series hasn't been to in a while so um that'll be cool and then we move on to the coin mile rob and wait and, go ahead. they need to have rusty rogers they need to have rusty there as Open the grand marshal yes yeah, yeah. He just like rips an XR750 around the top and the just soak the track down. He goes out there on the locks like Rusty, just wide open style. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll be there. <laughs> that guy's a legend. I love, I love Rusty. He's like my favorite rider. So, um, yeah. Then we move on to the coin, which is during amateur nationals. Um, I personally wouldn't promote a race at the coin just because every time we've been there in the last 30 years okay, let's say 20 years, we just haven't got the crowd. Like I know back in the day, they got a pretty solid crowd of people camping out and there's just nothing around the coin. Um, it's 20, 30 minutes away from any like major hotel areas. Um, I'm hoping it goes well with the, uh, amateur grands being that same week. Um, they'll get obviously some attendance from every, the families and riders there for that event. And it's a cool track. Like, I don't know. I just don't love the coin. Like I didn't love it when we raced there in 2015, it was kind of dry. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's gonna be good. It's, it's historic. It's been around. I mean, after like Springfield sack San Jose, I mean, the coin is probably, you know, Indy mile, it's one of the more historic mile racetracks and should be good racing. I, you know, the and racing I've seen there, it's been good. So I uh, just hope the fans show up. Yeah, so the coin's my favorite. If you're in Illinois, show up like come out and support it so i think it's uh, gonna turn out pretty well man i'm i'm excited about the coin why do, why my do you favorite think that? mile of, of all the miles Be, uh, for one you know they're creating a whole event so to speak you get obviously with the amateur nationals and the the actual national i mean you think about it there's gonna be a thousand people in the stands just from amateurs like you figure out all the families and kids and stuff like that like so that's gonna work out good um of course, last year it rained. They were trying it kind of then, um, and I'm not being biased at all, but I'm excited because, you know, I'll be there working the amateur nationals as well. So I'll get to have a lot of pre-national input on track prep and whatnot because we, we got to do a little bit this year and, and learn about it, and the track crew there is very horse-oriented, but they're very happy to do whatever we want them to do, and um, – you know, you weren't there for the amateur stuff, but the amateurs were put on a hell of a show, especially when the lights came on the night. The track just was went insanely good. They were all over the place. So I'm really excited to see, you know, 
you know, 15 pro guys in each class, you know, bumping and grinding and, and getting after it. So um, yeah. for those of you guys listening, whatever input I have on the track, I'm really excited because uh, it's my favorite track and other than PDT, obviously, but uh, it's my favorite track and I'm really excited to see, uh, see these guys getting down. But, uh, and then we go to Lima. So everybody knows, you know, Lima last weekend in June, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's know. round 11. Like I've never seen it that far in the, in the schedule. Usually it's round four through six. So by the time you get to Lima, um, you're going to, you know, it's, it's crunch time of the season and that can change, uh, change implications on the championship and things like that. So another one I'm going to miss, I, I, I've come to love Lima. Like I love cushions, but I've never loved Lima, but I guess the fact that we don't have any cushions, it kind of made me love Lima. Cause uh, we just don't have any cushions. Like I'm looking at the schedule here, one cushion, one cushion on the, on the whole, yeah. on the whole I, schedule. I'm, I'm not bummed out though. I mean, I, I, I love cushion tracks. I love, like, I would love to be able to afford to host a national at Greenville. Like that would be my ultimate bucket list one day is to host an actual national there. But just from a mechanic rider standpoint, man, I just hate how the bikes just get demolished. Even you can tape it up as much as you want, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know, just just everything about cushions. Other than the racing, is amazing. Seen a, a fashion show, bro. Out here, race and race bikes. Well, anyway, I love Lima. <laughs> I'm happy to see it there. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see two or three cushions, but you know, if if you listen to the old heads on FlatTrack.com, they'd be like, "Oh, every race needs to be a cushion." I'm Only best, you blah, listen blah, blah. to them. Only you. You fucking liar! You listen <laughs> to that shit. I don't unless I'm tagged in a bunch of shit. You be tagging me and stuff. I'm like, quit tagging me and this dude. <laughs> um, you better watch channel start giving your cell phone number out. Oh, don't um, do that. What is don't Orange County though? Is that is uh, Orange County? Is this the same Orange County, New York, like OCC Chopper? It is. Like, it is. It is uh right you, down the street from there? OCC. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the Middletown indoors is the only track I rode. When I was younger, every winter, Keith, Keith Jacobson, which is PJ Jacobson's dad, he would do the indoor races in Middletown, New York. It's called the Thunderdome. And, uh, I, it was my favorite track growing up. Well, it's all I raced, but I loved, uh, loved doing the indoors. My mom, she didn't really want us racing much when I was younger and, uh, we did other sports, but during the winter pops took us up there to support Keith. And we did that indoor, which is on the facility of the half mile and the half mile they've raced there a lot back in the, I think late eighties, early nineties. And it's actually Rob, it's my dad's favorite ever racetrack is that their track they're going to Middletown half mile. Um, for whatever reason, he always won that race, you know, Chris Carr and all those guys that used to race with him, Randy Goss, they'd be like, dude, your dad was fast at Middletown. So I actually got to run it uh, I think it was 2016 or 17. I actually went, they had a local race there and I actually drove up and did it. And it's pretty cool. Um, it's a clay, it's like a grayish clay. If I remember dirt, um, pretty big, nice layout. I remember Ryan Varnes actually was up there and, um, he got, I won the pro class and he got second. And, um, of course he was catching me as Ryan would say, quote unquote. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, but it, it's a cool track and it's about three and a half hours North of me. And I would say maybe an hour and a half, two hours West of New York city. Um, I think it's an improvement over weed sport. I know they've done a lot of things with that track and yeah, it's, it's nostalgic. It has a lot of history and 
I'm excited too. I hope it stays on the schedule. Like again, guys, this is a tentative schedule. There's a hundred percent chance that this gets changed at least one or two races taken away or added. So we're going over the tentative and I'm hoping that stays on there. Um, that'll be cool. So I think that's going to be on there, man. If they, if they've got it, I, I feel like if it doesn't say like TBA or something, I feel like it's going to be there talking to, to Jeannie Cam, man. There's those guys are really busting their ass. I know people give them shit. I hell I give them shit. I know the fan club gives them shit, but, um, I'm really excited. I like that they're, they're venturing out and, and you know, I used to say, you know, I, I liked weed sport and for obvious reasons now I really could give two flying shits about weed sport. Um, it was always a good race. Um, you know, I've stood on a podium there before. So, uh, but this, the, the, the vibes aren't right there anymore for obvious reasons. So I'm, I'm happy to see him go somewhere else. And, and, and now that you vouch for this other place, I'm even more stoked for it. Cause, uh, that gets me amped up because you're very, you're very particular and persnickety when it comes to track stuff. So, um, and then also what's about this Bridgeport? Have you been there before? Um, yeah, I've been there when I was little. Um, it's a sprint car track. My grandpa's race there. Um, it's, I don't remember it well. It's a three H track. It's clay. It's, uh, you know, they've raced like, outlaws there and modifieds it's a typical i mean it's right outside philadelphia it's it's new jersey but it's like i consider it like a philadelphia like pennsylvania type track um yeah it says half mile on the schedule is it like a small half mile i'm guessing then since you said three eighths yeah it's like a four uh well actually it's uh i'm trying to think here there's there's a couple there's two tracks actually there's a three eighths and a quarter so i'm guessing it's the three eighths um yeah i mean i i think it's more than i don't know it's on a half mile they have half mile but it's more i think it's more so a three eighths i'd have to have to look it up i guess um i'm looking here um i mean i'm looking at pictures it looks bad i mean i mean i say it looks badass it looks like your typical car track that kind of glosses over and but the cars i mean look at the pictures of cars man they're three four wide so yeah um, yeah i I think it's more more so three eights but um no it'll be sick i mean it's that's a close one i mean poor royals off this and we'll talk like like as soon as we're done yeah we'll we'll talk yeah we'll we'll talk about what we're missing we'll just yeah we'll we'll go over that but yeah this is a good addition um and then we go to peoria and that's back, back on, on a Sunday, Sunday, right? Yeah, back on a Sunday. So which is a, I know the old timers are gonna love that because they, you know, they act like that's the only reason they moved to Saturday, and that's exactly why there's no riders or low rider count is because it's on a Saturday, which doesn't make sense to me because I always like to have Sunday as a rain date. But uh, you same. know, I'm gonna support the club and their decision, and 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 I'm gonna say a big shout out to Peoria too because they uh, they have put in a lot of work there, and they never really stopped working. Luckily, they got the Caterpillar people right down the road too, but. Uh, I'm curious if they're going to make any more changes to the track or what they're going to do, but it's a, um, it's a staple in the, at the AFT series. I mean, the, yeah, the, the I, year that Pete. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, I genuinely have fun riding Peoria. I mean, it's a fun racetrack. The prep lab this year was pretty crummy. It was like dry and they tried to dig it. I mean, I'm sure they've learned a lot from, from that mistake this year, but yeah, the Peoria fans, like, I don't think I meet more fans anywhere in the country that like, they're based out of Peoria. Um, there's a family at my race this weekend and they were, I was like, where are you guys from? They're like Peoria. I was like, Oh, right on. So, um, a lot of racers, uh, pro racers from Peoria and yeah. So sure. it's cool. Cool. That's back on the schedule. Them, 
Yeah, it's just one of them events to where it's not going to – it will not be a, a true flat track schedule if you don't have, like, Peoria and Lima and Springfield on it. You know what I mean? And I'd like to see some other tracks join that those ranks too. But uh, I would but say that's one, the number one event that I would want to go and just drink beer and hang out. But it's the number two event because the next one is the number one event that I want to go. I don't know. Just, Dude. Hold on a second. So when they put the schedule together, it's really cool because you just keep your TT set up on for three TTs in a row. But yeah. the next two events are, are by far some of my favorite events. You got the Buffalo Chip, which I'm assuming is going to be a TT. It says TT, so I'm assuming it's going to be kind of around the bars again, kind of a a little bull ring, short, tight, aggressive shithole of a fun experience. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like if you took if well, if you took that track and put it anywhere else, nobody would ever show up. Like nobody would give two shits about that quote TT track. But the atmosphere, the the excitement, the hype, the thousands of drunk people hanging off a bar, like it's dripping like beer on the across track, the track you know? with their tops off. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> dude. Then there's like Snoop Dogg or Metallica or you know whoever playing. Not Metallica. I don't think they've ever got yep. Metallica, but Snoop Dogg or. I don't know, man. I this year was um, I got a picture with them. Ice Ice T Ice T played this year. Yeah, yeah, they've had some. They do the chip actually gets some pretty solid uh, performers every year there. But yeah, the chip is cool. It's actually a really fun track to ride. I, I'd love to just ride ride it again, uh, do an amateur day or whatever. But the um, I know they are. I've heard there's a really well known former champion who is actually headed out to the chip and they're going to, they have to reroute the track a little bit because they've changed some things around with that facility. So um, it'll be slightly different, but I mean, it's, it's a bar in South Dakota, so it, it'll be similar. That, that event's awesome. If you guys go out to rapid city, put that on your calendar. Um, And then castle rock, Rob, like I was blown away by the amount of riders and, uh, and fans that were at castle rock and granted they do have a small grandstand. So um, I know Mies was like, well, their grandstands is so small. That's why it was packed, but it was packed. packed. Yeah, but they were but, standing the whole way around the track. Like, oh, yeah, for was, sure. I mean, Jared Mies, shut up. Yeah, tell Jared to shut up. Like, dude, it's not a competition. <laughs> it's just that, you know, they. The, it, that's what's good, though. That's why NASCAR, if they have a low turnout, they have all them fake-looking people in the stands, just like baseball stadiums and stuff. But there wasn't that case at Castle Rock, man. They know how to party. They know how to get down. And, and to this be is fair, one of these where – to be fair, Rob, one of the the fan who mentioned that they also mentioned that the grandstands at Lima were empty. So I think that's why why Meese chimed in. Oh because, well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was packed at Lima. So uh, anyway, oh, well, Castle, always... Castle Rock, it'll be good. Um, remember rolling out rolling out of the pits, headed home, and I was just I was getting contact high from everybody in the pits. Man, it was or the like at, not oh, in our God. pits, the the Castle Rock amateur pits. So. It was uh it was a vibe for sure. The Pacific Northwest Northwest guys are are pretty awesome. And uh and Ray Handy, Rob. Do you know Ray Handy? He's a pro sport rider, singles rider from Washington. Yeah, I believe so. He's got well, he has he had the leathers with like it's like a, a chain around his leathers, and he's got Mr. Steal Your Girl on the back of his leathers. He's from Washington. So anytime <laughs> yeah. we can get a Ray Handy, um a, a appearance i'm all for it that guy's that guy's really funny so um yeah well, dude, i'm racing it i'm i'm absolutely racing the amateur stuff there like there's no chance i'm going back to castle rock and not racing myself now obviously i'm not going to get the fast 
pro guys. Get that ass whooping then. I'll uh, I'll sign up whatever you're in. That's fine. I'll love a Northwest ass whooping. I'll, I mean, yeah, I got no problem with that. I just want to – that track looks like so much fun and just everybody's having a good time. That's that's what it's all about. It's five. Can man. I ride amateur? But like, I, I don't even know what the rules are. Like, do I have to wait a year or – how does that work? Um, I have to call Ken Salon. I don't even know. Like, I don't think I can race much of anything next year. Like big amateur. I don't you race outlaw stuff. You can still run Greenville. Run the vet class at Greenville. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'll probably just. I don't even. I don't know what I'll do. Your linkage twin. <laughs> yeah, my vet bike. Um, and then we end the season on Springfield, and the season's over September third, which I like it. I don't think we Weird. need to finish this se- season. In I love October. it. It's- yeah. Yeah, it's cool for several reasons because it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be weird getting used to like being done so early. Not even not even late September, but I, I like it. It's just get get it done and let's get going, you know. And uh, um and of course ending at Springfield is it's it's cool. You're ending at the absolute best, biggest, fastest, coolest venue there. You know, I mean, um. I got no no problem with it. I was really happy to see that, um, you know, knock on wood other than the rain that we had. But uh, the singles, everybody was worried about the singles. I mean, they've come a long way. And, and hell, I think there was more twins that blew up than singles. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stoked on the schedule. In, in, a, in a whole, uh, overall, I'm really stoked on the schedule. A couple, I'm like, eh. But to be perfectly honest with you, there's a few that I'm like, yeah, good, good riddance. Like, I got no problem with Weedsport going bye-bye as much as I used to like that place. I got – I don't think anybody's got a problem not going back to Laconia. Um, you know, Texas World Speedway, see ya. You know, I would love to see, uh, you know, OKC maybe if we need another mile next year, maybe. Um, Sturgis Half Mile is a give or take to me. I yeah, love Missouri. Sturgis Half Mile, except for it's like 50% chance that it rains no matter what. No matter what we do at Sturgis, it's going to rain at some point in, at that half mile. Yeah, I'm bummed that Rapid City's not on. I think that's a good one, but, like, the fans don't show up. Like, they don't come to that race. So, if you guys don't come, yeah. the fans don't come, we can't have races there. Like, it's it's the same thing. We need to go back to the coin. I hear this every year. We go back to the coin, nobody fucking comes. So, if you want these races to stay on the schedule and you live within two, three hours, don't, you know, come to the race, support it, show up, make, you know, make it worth everyone's time. Like, you mentioned Laconia. Yeah, that place sucked. Missouri, that that place sucked. I mean, it was okay, but it, it's we sh- you know it sucked. The only one that you know Port Royal. I don't know why we're not going back there. I personally yeah. love Port Royal. I liked Williams Grove better, the atmosphere and the track. But Bridgeport is a really good replacement for Port Royal. I don't think there's an issue having two Pennsylvania races. But again, like Port Royal, no. for for it being a Pennsylvania race. It wasn't that packed. Like, um, there's so many flat track fans in Pennsylvania, and it just wasn't. It was underwhelming. Um, with live streaming, yeah, and I don't know everything right now. It's it's making people lazy, and they're not coming to the races. Well, if these promoters don't sell tickets, they're not making money. We don't have races, so it's it's. I could go on and on about the about that part of what we're doing right now, but. Y'all got to come to the track and and uh, and support. That's all there is to it, man. The local tracks, like, come. We need people there to, you know, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm a little bummed too. Um, No no Cedar Lake, no Volusia at all, right? Or maybe I don't know. At the Rogers meeting, uh, Volusia said, like, hey, you know, 
working on coming back next year, like the track owner. So maybe they'll do. Well, that's kind of why I'm one short track. Well, one. so hold on. That's kind of what I'm wondering. So a couple couple things on that. The, and I, I haven't interrupted you as much today. I need to step up my interruptions. But uh, you know, they they did say that I was going to touch on what you just said about the track owners. They're coming back. But if you think about it again, Volusia is one of them ones where maybe AFT is like, you know what? If we have a rain out, we're going to keep it in our back pocket. Like, because realistically, if they're not having a race, Volusia is so good to AFT being right in the backyard. Like, they can pretty much be like, all right, well, we're going to schedule this one for after Springfield. Like, so they have some makeup time, is what I'm trying to say. But another thing I'm wondering too is, you know, Springfield being the finale, where, where in Springfield, other than like one of the fancy hotels or whatever, I guess, do you have the banquet? Because Springfield's not really like like hyped no. up place. Like Daytona, no. fun. Like Las Vegas, hell yeah. Uh, you know, like the New York one, fuck yeah, we're going down, you know, to see that the Empire State Building or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but it's like Springfield. What Springfield. are we going to do? Go to the Abraham Lincoln's house? Go to, uh, what is it called? Deja Vu. Everybody's going to Deja Vu. Deja Vu showgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Just get a bunch of horseshoes and, you know, Illinois things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't think anyone's too worried about that. But, yeah, no Cedar Lake, too, Rob. I was kind of bummed on that. I thought Cedar Lake was a really cool facility, really cool demographic. That it, it poured, and we still got the race in. So that tells me everything. That's a huge bonus. It's like, okay, it can rain so- at this track, and we can still race there. You know, it, it takes rain well. Well, and I'm not I'm not privy to all the details at all, but I was under the assumption that the staff at Cedar Lake, like, there's a couple owners maybe, and one of them was like kind of a hard ass on like this and that, and like being like, why aren't y'all out there on the track? You know, even though it was like slick wet, like you know, because cars they can go out and roll the track in in five minutes and be fine, you know, and like we're like, no, no, we we can't go out on the track like that, like. So they were dragging all the tires, and you saw them doing this, and I mean, they put the work in to get the bikes on track, yes. But also, I feel like they didn't quite understand the needs of the flat trackers, maybe, because I did know there was some fussing and arguing between management on both sides. Um, so, you know, if how I'm do you know all this like, if you're listening, How do you, like, hey, man, you're just in the know. Dude. So, yes, I am. People tell me stuff. I like to know things. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have uh, many leather bound books. There was even, so here's another thing that I know it's a, it was a long shot, but it, at Cedar Lake, like, the first day we knew we were getting rained out, like it should have been two hours and we could have gone indoors. You know, I know we've said, Oh, it's a small little indoor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, dude, it could have been done, but Cedar Lake was not even like listening to, to it, like not even hearing it out. You know what I mean? Like, Nope, Nope. Because, because in all honesty, those cars would have been racing with that light mist we had. We'd never really got like too many downpours, but I think they might have thought that we were too much of prima donnas, like, oh, the track's not good enough for these motorcycle guys, when in reality... I mean, people were crashing you know, on the practice day because it was getting slick. Like we actually I know, and, and it hopers. barely... Yeah, well, Sadoff <laughs> and BK both went down, and it wasn't even really raining or sprinkling. It was just like it had that slight mist, but it was just enough. So I'm not... I don't take this as the gospel, but I'm just thinking that it wasn't the facility. I think it was more like management having having uh differences of opinions and if that's the case i'm gonna say hats off to aft because you know we we can't just go out on any kind of surface as you know but hats off to cedar lake also for keeping working on the track and not just telling us to go kick rocks because they basically what pre-prep the track three or four times throughout the weekend because there's some you know the rain never really let up i mean 
whether it was wheel packing or scraping or clipping with the grader or dragging tires. I mean, they didn't stop working. So it's hey. a bummer, but, but at the end of the day, this new schedule looks pretty solid. Um, let's, uh, to... let's, let's wrap this up, but I wanted to, um, do you not have a pair of leathers? Like, do you not have leathers? Cause you were wearing, no, dude, moto, got... you were wearing moto gear at Volusia. Yeah, I got, I've got leathers, but I already knew I was going to be like 10 horsepower down. It seemed like plus about 40 pounds overweight. So I did bring my leathers and I walked on track. And I was like, well, you know, this is, this is potentially one or two horsepower. Cause that's a big cow that I got to carry on my back. So, um, so yeah, I do have leathers, but I made the executive decision that uh, I would deal with some road rash if, if it happened that way. Isn't it but, AFT uh, rule? You have to have an airbag suit. I mean, is that just for the three well, classes? Well, you know the way the way <laughs> Charlie got it set up. You know, the Boltaka Riders are the show. You know, um, we were there to put on a show, and you know that's why we're paid so well. And realistically, you know, we do what we want because we are the show. I don't know if I've told you that or not, but Boltakos are the show. All right. Well, that's cool. That gives me hope for a career in my, you know, next couple of years. If, oh, that, if you, you guys are getting none. paid big show no, money, you don't. Rob, Rob, come on. Oh my God. Yeah. It's stupid money. Stupid yeah. money. But why would you not for that amount of money? Like I took my kids didn't, to universal in. Didn't Ronnie Jones lap everyone? Did he run? <laughs> he didn't. He probably two or three more laps. He probably would have. Yeah. He's still fast. Hey, well, the, the, the difference right. in bull talk. Let's tie too. a bow on this one. <laughs> okay we'll wrap it up yeah we won't get it too far in the astro stuff but yeah appreciate the fans for being patient um yeah subscribe soundcloud itunes spotify We've got a lot to talk about in uh future weeks we have some really good guests we're going to bring on and we're going to have some fun with it so yeah appreciate fans for tuning in rob anything else on your end um Manscaped. no man i'm just looking forward to these rules um you know I, I'm, I'm you know i'm ready to start building some motorcycles and, and see what's going on so uh, if you get the rules before me, let me know because I'm I'm ready. Yeah, and I real quick, guys, make sure you check out the Manscaped. They're uh, big supporters of our podcast. Twenty percent off and free shipping worldwide. Use the code Tankslap twenty. If you have any inf- you need, have any questions on that product, shoot us a message. Uh, keeps Rob fresh and and trimmed for the uh, Astro Cup with uh, without the Manscaped products, he might have gotten fifth. So uh, solid top four for sure, for Rob. And uh, we'll keep these going. Appreciate all the support. We out.